Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Rob Riles, joining us all the way from the UK. That's United Kingdom, y'all. And you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. But let me tell you a little bit more about my guest before we dive into our subject. Rob is an established football professional with in excess of three decades in the professional game, working in the English Premier League and at international levels with England and Bangladesh. Rob has held key leadership positions and experienced both World Cup and European Championships. His elite performance experience is made available via the Leader Manager Coach brand and podcast that helps players, coaches, and industry professionals on their own unique journey. So man, we are talking to a legend, y'all. And I will definitely have a link to all of Rob's contact information later on in the show notes. But let's jump in and welcome the man behind it all. Rob Riles. Hi, Genesis. Very kind. And thank you for such a beautiful introduction. And uh, I'm very humbled to be on your show and certainly to be introduced in such a manner. So thank you very much. My pleasure, Rob. And before we dive into the work that you're doing, on the field as well as off the field, I want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal manner. So there are two options you can select from. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Do the icebreaker. Okie dokie. We're breaking the ice with rock. I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. I think the craziest thing that I ever did was um, I had a phone call from a charity in Africa called the Leonard Cheshire Foundation because once I'd said to my sister, that I always wanted to go and experience Africa. And and uh, I'd been touched by some of the poverty that, that, that was seen, particularly in, I don't know, the, 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 the 80s and 90s in Africa. And I always said I wanted to go and, and work there for a while. And I had a phone call out of the blue from a lady in, in Zambia who was a Franciscan nun who ran a Leonard Cheshire Home for Disabled People. And she put me on the spot and she said, I believe you said you wanted to come out and work. And Genesis, maybe you can recognize this. Sometimes when you've, it's a lot different saying you want to do something compared to actually doing it. And then I had to go in and say to my family, because they said, dad, who was that on the phone? Or my wife said, who's that on the phone? I said, I don't know. Because I couldn't remember her name. 
And what did she want? She wants me to go to Africa. Well, who was it? What do you mean? And I just went um, and I spent six weeks out there working with disabled kids and it changed my life. But um, when I look back, I just did it on total faith and uh, it was an unbelievable experience. So I think that's the craziest thing I've ever done without thinking about anything. Wow, that is crazy because that is a big leap of faith because you didn't remember her name. You put it out there, but you didn't even know that you were going to get a phone call. So no, people, no. So that Correct. it just came out of the blue. So it's almost like sometimes we say things and we have a feeling and then it begins to come to um, fruition. So it begins to manifest. So thanks for sharing that, Rob. Now on for the work that you're doing on and off the field and there was a running joke so I am Caribbean descent so my mom is West Indian and my dad was from uh, Curacao so off the tip of Venezuela so some people say South America some people say the Caribbean potato potata but uh, one of the jokes was like whenever people say football like to your extent in certain places, it means different things. Like in the U.S., we're talking about the actual football you hold and throw. But then one of the comedians said, no, football with the round ball, the round ball, <laughs> like the soccer yeah. ball. So yeah, in, yeah. in your case, you're talking about football with the round ball, so which is equivalent to soccer in the U.S. So how did you get involved in sports in the beginning? I want to build up to where you are now. So you have to take us back to where you started. <laughs> Um, many, many young boys in England, the UK dream of being a footballer. It's, it's one of those things that, that a lot of young boys do. And I was no different. And I was just grabbed by it. And every opportunity I had Genesis, I had a ball at my feet. I broke windows. I kicked balls against walls all the time. Every time in my class when I had to write an essay, I wrote about football. I pestered my dad to take me to games. I used to leave school early to go to watch my favourite team and get in trouble. I played for every team I could. When I was a kid, I played for men's teams. And I, I was just obsessed by it, uh, um, like many boys. And... At the age of 18, uh, I wanted to play and I just wasn't good enough to, to make a professional player. And I was heartbroken at the time. I remember thinking drastic things that now seem ridiculous that I'm not sure what I want to do in my life. If I can't play football. I'm not really interested. I mean, which sounds so drastic. But anyway, I... I then decided I would work in football. So then I went to college and, and did my, my sports um, physiotherapy and so on. And then that's how I got into the, got into the game with my coaching and my, and my rehabilitation work. So that was, that's how I started Genesis. That is amazing. But I like the fact that even though you didn't get into playing soccer necessarily, you, you still were involved in the field because now you're coaching athletes who are playing the game that you love, that you dreamed of. And that's also commendable because sometimes when people are told, no, you can't be a, you can't be a NBA player or an NFL or soccer player or whatever the case may be, they get discouraged and they allow those dreams to die with within them versus like thinking about okay what are some of the other ways that I could assimilate myself in the industry and still make an imprint in order to drive an impact 
um, in the sport that I love, as well as help people who are involved in the arena. So I think that's amazing. And when you went to college and you got your degree in physiotherapy, did you know that right away that was going to be your entry ticket into the world of football or what did that look like? I I just knew that it was my way of of getting into into it. Um, And the other story was I can remember speaking to my dad and, and the college lecturer um, and they said, what do you want to be then, you know, when you grow up? It's a strange question, but kids always get that asked. I'm sure it's in the States as well. What do you want to be when you grow up? So I said, well, OK, I'll be a football coach. And my dad said, well, there's not much money in that, son. So I thought, right, I better think quick. So I'll be a physiotherapist and at least I can still get into football. But I, I did carry on my coaching. So I always coached, did the, did the technical coaching side as well. And then I did my degree in physiotherapy and I, I just looked for the, as soon as I came away, even when I was, even when I was, hadn't qualified and I was just a student, I was already working in a, a part-time job in, in football um, in the evenings, just, you know, um, with, with the young kids. Uh, so, yeah, so that's how it started. And that was at Crew Alexandra. Um, then I went to a club called Chester City and it was a very a club with no money, uh, a small professional club, and I did about six jobs because they hadn't got any people to do. So I was the kit man, I was the goalkeeping coach, I used to do the sports science, I used to do the warm ups for the players, and at the time, I thought, oh my, this is so hard. But when I look back now, it was a, just an amazing opportunity because. You know, those kind of jobs don't exist anymore, Genesis, or a very few and far between because things have got more professional, you know. But yeah, that's that's also another amazing story, too, because just like you manifested wanting to work in Africa, you manifested, you know, becoming a coach because you're like, oh, I'll be a coach. I'll coach football. And it's it's actually funny that you said that. And the reason why I said that it's funny is because they, you're right. They always ask the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they do it all the time in the States. And I was like, that is such a dumb question. Why aren't we asking the kids, who do you want to be when you grow up? Because I think a what is conditioning them to be in a box, making them think that, oh, I only could be this. And if this doesn't work out, then what, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we ask the overarching question of who do you want to be when you grow up instead of what you want to be, then we'll get more answers that are uh, with substance. We'll get an answer that's tied to their values, their characteristics, the impact that they want to make. And then we could reverse engineering to get them there. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, in terms of looking back because it's not about becoming a specific profession is it it's about becoming the best you that you can be which is a who question just like you say absolutely and working with some of the top athletes and having the accolades behind behind you what are some of the challenges that you face in your profession and how has it helped you develop personally and professionally I think there's enormous difference people in in the perception from outside of what the elite 
professional game is. When you look at the game and the profession from the outside, it's a little bit like looking at showbiz. We call it showbiz in the UK or, you know, where you look at Hollywood and everybody thinks it's glamour and everybody's happy and, and, and everything's smooth and people just get loads of wealth and money and, and, and everything's fantastic. And on the inside, it's drastically hard. It's lots of work. It's enormous amounts of pressure. There's lots of challenges. People are under pressure and, and players particularly, you know, it, it's hard because the, if they're playing, if they're, in the, if they're in the team, everything's going well. If they're not, they're not happy bunnies, you know, and they, 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 they provide lots of challenges. So it's a lot more challenging than, than it's perceived to be from the outside. And you don't realise that until you get into the industry. And yes, it's about the coaching. Yes, it's about the knowledge and the tactics and, 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 and all those things that are vital for to become a master at your trade but it's so much more for me about helping people deal with the psychology of the situation and as I've said to you earlier about the journey um you know because you you'll you'll know this from you know your own life Genesis I'm sure that things don't come easy and, and you have to work extremely hard to to get to a place and you know, you also need luck and you need to take your opportunities and it's helping people to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the, the challenges are to do with the pressures of the industry, really. I think that that's, that's probably the biggest learning curve for me. I like that you, that you said that because I feel like everyone can relate to that no matter what industry that you're in. You may be in an industry, but don't let that industry condition or define you to be something that you're not. Remain true to yourself. Like, for example, my background is corporate America, where I spent 12 years in oil and gas and energy, which is a good old boys, male-dominated Caucasian white men club. So sometimes there's no place for someone that looks like me, a chocolate drop, melanated, African-American, first-generation American, or however you choose to identify me as. And it's hard. So sometimes people say, oh, oil and gas, you make all this money, but they don't know the struggles when you're actually working in oil and gas and how you have to constantly stay one step ahead of your colleagues because you weren't afforded the same opportunity that they were, or they're going to select the white male over you because you're a minority and you're not necessarily the face. The same applies with your industry football. People see, oh, wow, you're a soccer player. You're making all this money and whatnot. But what happens if you get injured or you're put on the reserves or you're on the sidelines or you're on the bench? Your pay is not going to be the same as if you were playing on the field in those high profile games. And that takes mental stamina, physical stamina, 
emotional stamina. And then if you dive in deeper, it also affects someone's spiritual stamina, depending on how they feel, which goes into the mind, body, and soul or spirit experience, because then there's no alignment and something is off balance. So they say perception is everything, but I would debate, is it really? Because you're on the outside looking in, you're not on the inside looking looking out. So what would it look like if we have conversations like you and I are having, Rob, and we go beyond the surface level and we talk about the things that are taboo, the things that other people don't necessarily talk about, then I think that you could say, okay, my assumption or my perception was correct because now you have insider information and knowledge. Would you agree or disagree there, Rob? No, I think the points that are most resonant from this point of view here, Genesis, from what you say, are that there's a big drive at the moment and maybe it's emanating from the UK. There's a couple of guys, there's a guy called Drew Broughton, who calls himself the fear coach, who's an ex-professional footballer. There's a, a colleague of mine, a wonderful man called Danny Donachy, whose company's called Embodyism. And these two particularly are at the forefront of recognizing that footballers, and you could say actors, you could say American footballers, you could say basketball stars, you could say anybody, um, these people are human beings first and professional sports people second. And they are absolutely um, driving the process of tearing away the layers to reveal the fact that, look, it's all about people. It's all about honesty, transparency. And the days of... Um, just steamrolling over people and bullying and ignoring people's psychological and spiritual needs are, are they're not over but you know there's a process in place to that recognizes that doing that is is futile in the long run and has consequences and uh, i think we're doing okay I, I think we're doing okay with the work that these that these guys are doing so yeah, I completely agree with, with much of what you say, Genesis. And Rob, with you being a leader, a manager, and a coach, what are some tips that you would like to give the audience today to really think about things from a holistic perspective? Well, I think it would be important to, to just divide that into two. So let's say we're talking to young players because young players are their stars in their eyes and they, you know, they've got this dream as I have and, and, and they want to make it and it's tough. And what I would want to say to them is, look, have your dream, build your dream, but it is a journey. It will not be easy. There will be lots and lots of ups and downs you will feel as if you are really struggling at times and you need a support network, whether that's your parents or one of your parents, if you're in that situation or whoever your guardian is, certainly your coach and, or, or a friend, but you will need somebody to mentor you and guide you. It doesn't have to be sport specific. It can just be a touchstone from somebody that you trust because you will need 
somebody else, whether that's to forget about your sport, to cry with, to share things with. But you, you know, there will be opportunities and you have to take your opportunities when they come. For the coaches, my, my, my advice for them is, look, it, it's you, the people you deal with are, are human beings first and players second. And I think all the great coaches, the current great stock of coaches that we've got, really demonstrate the fact that they have a connection with the people that they deal with. And those people want to play for them. They want to perform for the people. You know, you've heard, you may have heard the, the phrase that people will run through a brick wall for you. Um, you know, and I was lucky enough in Bangladesh with that experience to have a group of players that I absolutely adored. And I felt the same way from them. And we had an experience in terms of a connection that was just beyond the game. It was, you know, whether we played football or dominoes, it was, it was, it was what we had. And they still keep in touch with me today. And, and me with them, even though we don't speak each other's language, um, which is just a, a beautiful demonstration of what I'm trying to say, really. Um, so I hope that helps a little bit. Yeah, it definitely helps because I feel like it's a part of humanity. Like we need to get back to treating um, individuals as human beings, like you said. And, you know, we've always heard this, the statement, treat other people how you want to be treated. But just because you want to be treated a certain way does not mean that individual wants to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. So I would say treat people how they want to be treated and act and vice versa, set up those boundaries and et cetera, and just really create those synergies because without communication, without compassion, without empathy, then all we are are empty vessels just going through um, time. And I'm going to just read this stanza because it's always going to be a climb. And this is from um, the song The Climb by Miley Cyrus. So there's just one, st one stanza in the in the song that says, there's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. So if you, as long as you are determined, you're consistent, you're persistent, and you take actions, you can reach your goals but it's about the climb. It's not about how fast you get there in comparison to the other athletes or your competitors. It's about you staying in the race, staying focused and getting to the finish line, metaphorically speaking. So now I wanna jump into the call to action, Rob. What is your call to action for our audience today? Well, I would say, look, we have almost 200, 200 I'm not, I don't know where this compares with you, Genesis, we're probably miles behind you podcast we have about two coming up to 250 episodes on the leader manager coach podcast and it's absolutely packed to the rafters with helpful information um we've got interviews whether you're a coach you're a manager you're a player and um i would strongly recommend that you have a listen to that we've got lots of connections and recommendations from that my website's www.robriles.co.uk and there's a contact form on there so look if you want to touch base with me and you're looking for some help and um, 
somebody to, uh, you know, to, to maybe um, show you whether that's a mentorship or, or anything of that kind of nature, just feel free to check out the website and, um, and let me know. Amazing, Rob. And thank you so much for coming on today. One last question. Are you on any social media platforms? And if so, which ones primarily? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. So um, I, I do put something out there most weeks. So um, if you type my name in or leader manager coach, there's only one leader manager coach as far as I know. So you'll uh, you'll see my uh, my pretty face on there, if I can say that with a, a wry smile. Um, not, not like the pretty as yours, Genesis, but, um, you know, you'll find me on there. And once again, Rob, thank you so much. Audience, all of Rob's contact information will be in the show notes. And I'm sure all of his social media is backlinked on his website. Um, Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share this with a family member, a friend, or someone who you think can benefit from this content. And reviews are amazing. So leave a review. Tell me what you like what you didn't like, what um, type of episodes or topics you want to hear so I can go out and source that subject matter expert and bring them into the community to share knowledge. Our mission is to put out content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while we also connect the dots of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And as the sentiment says, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. So thank you for what you do. We are now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com, which brings me to a big ask. We are looking for brand sponsors. If that is you, send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com to find out more info. Or you could head to my website, genesisamarskemp.net to learn more. Until the next guest, next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.